It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Trucks Life with Toby McKinnon. Normally, we would have Bronte Neuenberg break and then Steve Cleave, but after they both tipped the same horses last week and they both runners got up, I thought, well, let's join them together because it's a bit of a different week this week with Breeders' Crown. So firstly, Bronte, how are you? And uh, whereabouts are you today? You're out and about on the road, I believe. And Good morning. I actually just got back to my home office. I've been out at Dennis Greaves' place this morning. I, I can't pronounce the suburb that it's in, but it's a beautiful place. I was visiting the Dwyers and not as promised who stabled there, but I am just home. I literally just walked in the door, so perfect timing. Ah, very good. Steve Cleave joins us as well. How are you, Steve? I'm good, Toby. Good morning, Bronte. Uh, great to be joining you on the show this morning. Hopefully we can find lots of winners. I'm just looking up. Murnoying is where Dennis Grieve is. Murnoying is how I say it. Steve, have I got that right? Murnoying, is that how you say it? Murnoying, is it Murnoying? Murnoying? I'm not sure Murnoying? exactly where it is. Oh, yeah. Murnoying? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the two. Maybe yeah. Jess or Greg can text us in because I think they might know a thing or two I about that. Without looking at it, I don't know, I'm guessing, but yeah. Very good. Murnoying will go with then. I'm happy to go with that. Now, I thought it just, Brondi will. I suppose this will be very similar to what we did last week in a sense, Steve but and Bronte, but I thought just having that second voice there as well might be of interest because you may agree with each other and, and second or you might uh, query the other person, etc. But basically the way I sort of was thinking it could go, Bronte could give us her best across the meeting, then we'll have a break, we'll come back, we'll work through the black book and your best as well, Steve, and discuss them as we go and... Maybe if um, one of your black bookers, Steve's in the same race as Bronte's, then we'll discuss that horse at the same time. I'm not sure how we'll do it, but uh, that's that's a production meeting on air. So, Bronte, let's kick it off with you. You've got some value plays, and et cetera, at Melton, and I know you were keen on Elder Baron Miley in race four. I'm intrigued here. What's your theory with Elder Baron Miley? So I sectionally... Four, three of her last four starts, she's performed very well. Our last start was not as great sectionally, but she raced in the chair. Um, I just think that she, she, well, she does have the best last 400 and she's had to work recently and I think she'll probably find herself in a good position in this race. And last 400, if she can stay out of the early burn, will just be very, very fast. Race four, she is in the three-year-old trotting Phillies finals. Steve, new Sinocio, he's got a gift at getting these horses right for the big nights, and they generally do finish their races off really strong. And if she's a wish and rocking with attitude go to war, there's going to be some horses with an opportunity to run on here. Yeah, there certainly is, and that's exactly what my notes just read. She's tough, and she's really suited if they go to war up in front. She's a wish, has the gate speed to probably hold out rocking with attitude if they really want to test it. She has won from handing up before. But the question is, how much do they want to make Rockin' With Attitude work 
if they do decide to give it the front. So Nathan's not going to let Molesy just jig a jog straight across to the front and take a sit. If he is going to take a sit, he's going to make sure David earns it, and that's going to help horses like Aldebaran Miley. She's Ruby Root. She's she's beaten these fillies before in the big ones, and uh, if she's back to her best, which has got a question mark, against her name still because she didn't do a lot in the heat she's back to her best after whatever happened in the oaks she could be winning this as well so it's an interesting race and it's going to come down to what happens after that first 200 meters how hard they go i'm sort of with you bronte i think they'll go pretty hard and there'll be some horses running on i like valerie valerie lane because i think she'll be three back the pegs and it's hard form to line up with a sixth of 50 metres, etc. But I think there'll be some horses running on here. And I'm not sure if Rocking With Attitude and She's a Wish go to war, uh, an Elder Baron Miley or a Val- Valerie Lane or someone or, or a She's Ruby Rue will be running over the top of them. I'm not sure that's exactly a two-horse race, Bronte, like the market suggests. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's a two-horse race. And I was with you when I was looking at this race. I was tossing up between Older Baron Miley and Valerie Lane. So, Ooh. you know, I'm, I'm following you there with that one as well. Yeah, we might have a little something on each of them. Now, I had a young man by the name of Nathan Texera on the show talking about Nathan Street. And this was uh, before the Breeders' Crown heats. And I had no idea at the time the ability of this horse. And he's, uh, his dad, George, got it reached out to me. And he said, Toby, this horse is a superstar. And I suppose I took it with a grain of salt as uh, some owners overrate their horses. He's proven since he's a superstar. Freddie Tabor's come out yesterday and said he's the best horse he's ever trained. He trained Sushi Sushi. Uh, That's a big statement, Bronte, and I think you're a big fan of Nathan Street. Do you think he just wins in what is the two-year-old Colts and Geldings final is a stunning version? Yeah, so, you know, last week I I had the confidence behind me that I thought he would win, and I... I was, at that race, he was much bigger odds, um, but I'm still following him. He's, I still have him as one of my best of the night. I just think he's great value because uh, arguably that's one of the best front lines we've seen in this edition of the race in a long time. And every other horse that's drawn outside him is going to, to some extent, have to work extra distance on him. Yeah. He's the one on the fence. So he's going to have to travel the least amount of ground out of all the horses on that front line so I just can't not be with him I think it's interesting that he's a Lazarus as well so it's a nice horse If they ran this race a hundred times Bronte, how many times do yeah. you think he'd lead of those hundred? I think they'd find out after the first one right? <laughs> <laughs> and then decide if they're going to keep following the same pattern. Um, I don't know <laughs> I would like to see him lead but if you know that undoubtedly he's going to cop pressure so if he just if, if that is going to happen, then you kind of just want him to back down at the start for so then he's the one with fresh legs at the finish. I, I think he'll lead 98 out of 100 times they ran this race. I think they want to hold the front. If if he's saying, if Freddie Tabor's saying he's the best horse he's ever trained, why would you hand up? They'll, they'll drive this horse with ultra confidence like they used to with Sushi Sushi. I think they'll lead every day of the week. They'll be doing everything they can to hold the front on Nathan Street, Bronte. I hope they do. I'd love to see that. He's my one of my horses of the night. So, what what are your thoughts on this one, Steve? We spoke about this race. You and I narrowed it down to six horses. Well, for, you yeah. said you had four winning chances and two place chances, and then they drew one to six, which is phenomenal, really. And what are your thoughts here, Steve? It's intriguing race. 
Yeah, again, that first 200 metres is going to tell you the story of the race. If Nathan Street hands up, he's in big trouble. Um, let's just paint a picture. Say Storm Rider uh, attacks him early and they say, yeah, we're taking the sit. Don't be don't be surprised then if Petty takes a sit on a Timmy Reactor because Storm Rider can get home extremely well, puts Nathan Street three pegs. All of a sudden, he's in a bit of danger of not being able to make up that ground late. So, yeah, Nathan Street's going to want to lead to win and if he doesn't lead I don't think he can win and because I just don't think he'll be leaders back if you knew he could hold up leaders back he'd be fine but I don't think uh, you know a horse like say a storm rider or something would want to cop pressure knowing that Nathan's on his back and uh, he'd probably want to take a sit on maybe a, a Timmy Richter or something like that so it's going to be an interesting tactical race it is an ex- it's it's a terrific race. My notes at the top of them, it just says, wow. And then I've got yeah. my numbers. And yeah. I'm sticking with Timmy Richter. Um, David Moran's <laughs> going to do the right thing for me here. I, I think the tactics of this race is going to be really interesting. And, and I don't think it'll be, well, it's either Nathan Street leads or uh, he's in trouble. So, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but I'm, I'm sticking with Timmy Richter because I think if Nathan Street does lead, he's going to cop some pressure mid-race and someone else is going to be coming home over the top of him. If he does hand up, I reckon he gets buried away. So it's a, a very tricky, tricky spot. And barrier one's not always the easiest barrier to lead from at Melton. So it's going to be a, a top race no matter which way you look at it. It's going to be an amazing race. And if those... Big six all go to war at one way or another, like a big boss or uh, could come from the back of the field as well. I wouldn't totally shock me. And uh, to think a horse that went 156 at Echuca as a two-year-old goes around in any race at $71 is is staggering, really. Bronte race seven, number 10, final collect. And it's, it's another interesting race. This I think this is... I think we'd all be a little bit more confident in our map here that Oliver Dan works to the front, perfect class, sits outside him. But if the tempo really comes out of this race because of that fact and there's no moves, I'm not sure how easy it's going to be for horses in the back like Final Collect. Yeah, it's going to be hard for Final Collect to get into the race. But the one thing I'm looking forward to actually watching is the fact that it won't be working hard early because it's had these front row draws. It's just been lit up early and then it's still strong on the line final collect so to watch it actually have to relent a little bit at the start and save itself for one run I understand it's going to be hard for him to get into it but Mm. he's placed in the heat and the semi-final he's not far behind in every race he's been in in this preparation and it would be nice for Leilani and the connections to you know be in the finish in this race and uh, I would have him almost he, he would have to always be in your top four, and he's the value in that top four. Yeah, you make a pretty good case, actually. My Uncle Stan, I think, can run a place two at value from off the pegs. And final collect, if he lobs up 1-1 without doing any work, Steve, he's got to be close to these, doesn't he? Is he in the black book, final collect? Uh, he has been. He's not at the moment, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he just, look, he's an amazing horse. He's so consistent. We spoke about that last week. And, look, I think Jackie's going to be right on the ball here. I think he does push through. He's got the gate speed to do so. He's following out Oliver Dan, who should be leading. Gives him the perfect cut through. Should be able to keep up underneath Heat Seeker, which will sort of post Heat Seeker out three wide and yeah. do with no favours. But it'll probably have to go back. Three can be a terrible draw sometimes. Perfect class will come across, sit in the desk seat, give him cover. 
he's a massive chance because he's going to be up in that sort of first four or five horses. So as long as Jackie's up there on the ball, I think he's going to be right in the right position to be right in this. And it'd be fantastic to see him win a big one because he certainly deserves it. Um, I've got perfect class on top. I just think he is everything that his name says. He is nothing but class. Uh, Oliver Dan. He impressed me last week, uh, last week's race. I sort of thought, oh, you know, we've got him covered sitting outside um, Doug's platter. And uh, he just rolled past Doug's platter like he was standing still. And uh, he won very comfortably. So those two are going to be mighty hard to run down. But final collect, I've got him in for third in, in my numbers. So 4, 2, 10 and 7 was the way I went. Uh, but yeah, if Jackie can get him right up on the back of Oliver Dan and, and punch through hard, then uh, she's going to be in a great spot to have a chance of winning this race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, effectively, you're backing him to run third at six to one. That's staggering odds in that field. If you look at it like that, it, if you take, yeah, anyway, I, he is great value. I like that one, Brontia. I'm going to need some convincing on Phoenix Red, though. Race 9, number 12. I can't remember exactly, but before Maryborough, he'd had about six trials and been beaten about 50 metres in five of them. And I thought, geez, this horse must make a lot of mistakes. He won that race at Maryborough. He'll have to be at his absolute best. And I'm a big fan of Kai Valley Maven. So I'm going to take some convincing on this one, Bronte. So I'm not disrespecting Kai Valley Maven. If I have to have, you know... He pops up first on Sulky Up. I love the Kai Valley Maven. Phoenix Red is one of those horses that you watch, and it, he just has something about him. He's very, You can tell he's so immature and green, but there's a motor there. Yeah. And he's only had three starts. The rest of the field are probably a little bit more experienced. And sectionally, he has one of the best last 400 metres out of that age group um, in his uh, last quarter. And that's only in really two starts that he had the chance to show that. So you just don't know how much he is going to improve. If And in these young horse races, you just don't know if a horse could gallop, if he could be the one that gets that perfect pass through. I think he's got the star quality. He's just very immature. And he's a chestnut. He's beautiful. His breeding's interesting. <laughs> and I just he's my best of the night because he's such a fascinating horse to me. Really, seventeen and three forty, your best of the night. Oh, oh, best of the night isn't the best of the. I just want to be watching him. I, I'm so fascinated by this horse. I, he's just slipped under the radar. Yeah. Okay, Steve. It's so hard, isn't it, with two-year-old trotters in such a big field. Yeah, it is. It's um, two-year-old trotters. They've got to be, in these big races, they've really got to be, I suppose, mature um, and, and pretty solid in their gear to be to be winning these sort of races because the pressure is so different to normal races. And that's the only reason I left him out was just that inexperience and have doing a few things wrong in the past. So Kai Valley Maven ticks all the boxes for mine. He is something special. Um, really like the way he's been going about his business. Mm. His win two starts ago at Melbourne mm. just sort of stamped him as class material, winning the Tatlow Stakes. He is one of my best bets. So we're actually going to go head-to-head here, Bronte. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like doing that. I always like it when we sort of agree because then you think you're, you're sort of reading it right. And uh, Yeah, but Kai Valley Maven, I, I really like this bloke. Chris put him away uh, after his last start, didn't chase the Redwood. Uh, this was more on the books for him. So I think they've aimed him at this, and I think he'll be cherry ripe here Saturday night. Oh, I think he's a pretty good horse. I think we'll be talking about him for many, many years in the upper echelon of our trotters. Breeders' Crown, two-year-old Phillies trotting final, <laughs> and I'm all Nordic rain. I'm all chips in Nordic rain. I've 
I'll be honest, it's 50% head and 50% heart. I, I love the Newbury team. Matty Cath, I'm not sure if it was this that he won uh, or a size stakes, but he did win a two-year-old Phillies trotting final at some stage with a horse at 101. Can he do it with third eye, Bronte? His sectional times, two starts back, is probably a second better than the rest of the field's most recent sectional time. He has awful manners. And going back to Steve's point in the last race, I'm clearly like really wanting to go with these risky, bad behaviour horses. Um, I just think that I, I love the Volsteads and Nordic Reigns of Volstead too. I will talk all day about that stallion. Um, but I think, I, I love Nordic Rain. I also on Sulky Up think he's a beautiful chance. I just like the the value of Third Eye when if I don't think there's much separating them honestly on their genuine raw ability. I think it comes down to the draw, which definitely helps Nordic Rain. But I can't not be interested in Third Eye for the value there. Six fifty and a dollar ninety five the place. Steve, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm uh, sticking fast with Nordic Rain as well. I just think it finds the front. It's going to be mighty hard to run down. It's really jumped out of the ground its last couple of starts and is flying. Their whole team's going really well at the moment, and I'm with you. A little bit of that's got to do with heart. Love to see the Newburys take out a big race. They really deserve it. A horse to watch, uh, I think, is Mary's Mac. This horse cannot get a good draw. Um, it's following in the David Oaken stable of uh, his other good horse that <laughs> just keeps drawing seven all the time. Um, seems to happen to a few of his nice horses but if you have a look through his form he draws seven six 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 when he draws good he's been able to win so he needs a little bit of luck sorry she needs a little bit of luck but if she gets it she's tough and she could actually take this out with any luck at all but uh, Nordic Rain on top for me and I think the big boulder at odds in this for mine that I'd be throwing in my first fours would be Link in Bio. Lincoln Bio for the Not Alford team. Welcome back. It's our Thursday edition and we're looking at Melton. Steve, I think Bronte's dropped off the line, unfortunately, but uh, fire away, mate. Give us your game plan for Saturday night, if you can, with a little black book focus. Yeah, so it was a bit different. I didn't do a full game plan like we did last time um, just because the racing's so, so hot. So basically, I'll let you know who the black bookers are. Bet as you will. Um, I do think we've got plenty of chances, though. So it's just going to be a matter of just pick the ones you like. Race one, we've got Sleepy going around. It's only uh, going to pay first and second, but I reckon she's got a top three chance. Race two, we've got very good chance here. Outlaw Man and Serge Blanco. I reckon we'll have two of the trifecta in this. I think Outlaw Man's going to lead and be mighty hard to run down. He's got like a wildfire on his back. Serge Blanco will be uh, shooting home late, but I don't think there's a lot of pressure in this. So Outlaw Man, he got us some money last week. I'd be having a little bit each way on him again this week. She's Ruby Roo going around in the fillies, three-year-old fillies. If she bounces back to her best, she can be winning that two-year-old Colts and Geldings final. It's amazing. We've got some American who's just been doing the job running places in these big races. It goes around at big odds again this week. Can certainly run a place with some luck. Cool night we have in race seven. It's going to find it tough from barrier six. And then we've got Joyful and Perfect in Pink in race eight. Joyful was massive last week. Perfect in Pink was huge running second. Absolute chances there. And then Cowie Valley Maven to finish off the Black Bookers. For mine, though, my tips of the night, 
Race two, number four, Outlaw Man, each way. Race five, and these aren't black bookers, mind you. Yep, yep. Uh, race five, number five, Timmy Richter, the win. Race six, number two, Very Pretty. Race seven, I've got two bets here. Perfect class to win. Final collect, a $5 win, $45 place, because that is terrific odds that we're getting at 6 bucks. So sitting 1-1, one, one, you just never, never know. And then Kai Valley Maven, race 9, number 11, to take it out for us. So that's my five main bets for Saturday night, Topes. Bronte has uh, joined us once again. We're about to get to the 11.30 news. Uh, Bronte, thanks so much for your contribution and uh, best of luck with your uh, best bets and tips on Saturday night. Thank you. Hopefully some roughies get up. Hopefully there's a few roughies and a few favourites and hopefully plenty of stories out of the night. Steve, once again, mate, thank you as well. Thanks, Toby. Look forward to Monday when we get to go over these exciting races that are coming up Saturday night. Yeah, I'm not sure two hours is going to be long enough, Steve, but no. uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll manage to do it, though. Thank you both. Thank you very much. Have a good day.